worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Park, who invites you to look with us in the book of Psalms, Psalm 103, beginning at verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. Whereas the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. On those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord all, excuse me, bless the Lord you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord all you his hosts, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure, Bless the Lord all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Verses 1 through 22 of Psalm 103. Thank you once again, Father, for the wonderful gift of eternal life. Thank you for health and strength. Thank, for the, thank you for the privilege of being able to know you, to walk with you every day. Thank you for the privilege of being able to open your word and receive words of life, light, grace, and mercy every day as we spend time one-on-one -on -one with you in your word. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace. Empower us to be a people that are committed to hearing your word and doing and living your word faithfully each and every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Isaac Jackson, and we do appreciate you being a part of our listening family. We ask for your ongoing prayers for the ministry of the American Family Association, the ministry of American Family Radio in particular, and we uh, very much appreciate your prayers for this broadcast that the Lord would anoint it on a consistent basis and use it as a tool to help many to come to know Christ and many to grow up and become vibrant kingdom warriors in the, the will, the perfect will of God. 
Father, thank you again for all of our listeners. Thank you for the opportunity for us to pray every day. Lord, set us all on fire fresh with the spirit of prayer. More and more empower us to be the praying church you call us to be. Thank you for us as the church. Thank you for us as a nation. Help us, Lord, as the church and as a nation this day. Help us to put you first. Help us, Lord, to make no graven images. Help us, Lord, to not take your name in vain. Help us, Lord, to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Help us, Lord, to honor our fathers and our mothers. Help us to not commit adultery. Help us to not steal. Help us to to tell the truth and help us to not covet. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Uh, We will be reading through the Word of God today, but before we get that, get to that, we're going to share an article as we often do. And once again, if you'd like to get a copy, simply email us at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. The name of this article is Biblical Images of Manhood. Again, Biblical Images of Manhood and a good tool to hopefully encourage every single Christian man listening and a tool to help us as parents to help our young men, our sons, to grow up to become sons and grandsons, to grow up to become godly men who want to honor the Lord in their lives. Again, the title, Biblical Images of Manhood. In the Word of God, from Genesis to Revelation, there are many truths, insights, and stories that help to paint a clear picture, a portrait of sorts, of what a man is. They specifically paint a picture of what a godly man is. Now, I should say very quickly, there's only one man in all of the Word of God that perfectly paints such a picture for us. That man is, of course, the Lord Jesus Christ. He alone stands as our only perfect role model. He's the only man who lived a perfect life without sin. There are, though, other individual characteristics that we find in some of the other men of the Bible that are definitely characteristics to be desired. A number of these traits could be appreciated by any and all men. In looking at the lives of many characters in the Bible, we learn important attributes and characteristics that we as men of God should seek to attain or receive in our lives as well. Also, in this day and time, there's a tremendous need for the world, a tremendous need in the world for a clear understanding of what a real man is, what a godly man is. And there's an outstanding need to paint a picture, a portrait of what a godly man looks like based on the wisdom of God's precious and powerful word. What are some biblical characteristics and some biblical standards that help us see and define what a godly man looks like? Number one, he has received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of his life. See John 3.16 and Romans 10.9. And he seeks to be a man like David after God's own heart. See Psalm 23. Number two, he seeks to read the Word of God daily for himself. Psalm, see Psalm 1 and Psalm 119, verse 105. Number three, he spends time in prayer daily. See Mark 135 and Philippians 4, 6, and 7, Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. Number four, he seeks to have a time daily to bring the family together to read the Word of God, teach from the Word, and pray together. See Deuteronomy 6, 1 to 9, and Ephesians 6, 1 to 4. Number five, he takes and or makes time to train and instruct his children, teaching them about God, the Word of God, and teaching them wisdom for all ears of life. See Deuteronomy 6, 1 to 9, Proverbs 2, 1 to 9, Proverbs 3, 1 and 2, and Proverbs 4, 1 through 6. 
Number six, this man seeks to lead and take his family to church regularly, such as worship service on Sundays and Bible studies on Wednesdays. Josh, see Joshua 24, verse 15, and Hebrews 10, verses 24 to 25. Number seven, he has a sense of mission in his life. He seeks with passion to fulfill the specific call of God on his life, whatever that calling may be. See Romans 12, 1 and 2, and Colossians 3, 1 through 3. Number eight, he works hard to provide for his family. See 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. Keep in mind, God gave Adam a job before he gave him a wife. Genesis chapter 2. Number nine, this man is a protector for his family. See Matthew chapters 1 and 2. And number 10, this man lives the life of a good role model for his family and others. See Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. And finally, 11, this man has the wisdom and the courage to take responsibility and deal with problems head on. He takes responsibility and doesn't run from responsibility. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. A man, a godly man, has a love for God and a maturity and an authority about him that sets him apart from the rest of the males in the world. A real man is seeking God and seeking to fulfill God's purposes for his life. A real man has perspectives that are biblical and honorable. A real man is someone who understands that women and girls are special and precious, and they are to be honored and protected by men. Real men understand that women are not objects to conquer or persons to be disrespected and used. A real man respects and honors women and girls. A real man will not take advantage of women. He respects women and will not be involved with a woman sexually unless he has won her heart and put a ring on her finger in marriage. Boys ask questions while men give answers. Boys play house while real men build homes. Boys shack up while men get married. Boys make babies while men raise children. A boy won't raise his own children. A man will raise his and someone else's when the need arises. Boys make excuses for failure, while men produce ways and strategies to succeed. Boys look for someone to take care of them. Real men look for someone to take care of. Boys drop out of school saying that school is a waste of their time. Men recognize the importance of and the value of education. They desire to be educated and or to gain a skill in order to reach their full potential in life. The world in which we live is in tremendous need of faithful, godly men. Pray that God will raise up many of them who understand the important place and call of God upon them to be men after God's own heart in their home and in society and in culture as well. Again, the title of that article is Biblical Images of Manhood. And if you'd like to get a copy, simply email us at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to send it to you. And, of course, the goal is that we'll be a tool for you as an individual believer, but also a tool you can use for your own family and also a tool to be forwarded and shared with others and for you to make hard copies and share with others. The reality is truths like these are not only are they worth sharing. Remember, we're all called to be involved in the wonderful work of carrying out the Great Commission, as Matthew 28 points out. Go to all the world and make disciples. It's important that we know every one of us has a part to play. Father, thank you again for the opportunity for us to 
be your hands and feet. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity for us as men to know you and to be able to serve you and to serve you as godly men who understand who we are in Christ, who are growing in you, growing in our prayer life, growing in our time of reading and studying your word, but also godly men who know the importance of honoring you in the way we I'll help to encourage and pray for our spouses. Thank you for the opportunity to be, in, to be men who take seriously the very important work of discipling, training, teaching, and helping to mold and shape our children so that they too will grow up to become godly men and godly women who will glorify, please, and honor you as well. Lord, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of grace that would help us to be wise parents and grandparents and others who work with young people to simply be about the wonderful business of discipling our children helping them to come to know you, and helping them to grow up and to become vibrant servants of you as well. We thank you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Uh, In just a few minutes, we'll be uh, picking up once again in the book of Joshua as we're reading through the Word of God. But let me continue to remind you of this very important truth that if you're not reading your Bible every day, you really don't know what you're missing out on. Remember, when you open God's Word, you're spending one-on-one time with the Lord Jesus Christ. And remember, He will spend as much time with you as you will spend with Him. So it's very important that you're making time to spend that time with the Lord Jesus Christ in the Word of God each and every day. And how important it is that we also recognize that uh, our time in prayer is vitally important as well. You know, making serious time to pray daily is very important. And in fact, we're wise to pray Lord, anoint us afresh with the spirit of prayer today that we would be a people that are doing what you said and praying without ceasing. Lord, teach us to live a lifestyle of praying without ceasing. Teach us how to do that. Help us to trust you for wisdom and the grace to do that and to do it effectively and productively. And help us to know, Lord, that so many important things in this world happen as we take the time to pray. So, Lord, move upon the heart of every listener, the heart of every single listener. Stir us all to become much more diligent students of your word reading no less than three chapters in our Bibles every day and help us to become faithful hearers and doers of your word as well. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back.
music of Planet Shakers with Only Way, a reminder that Jesus Christ is the only way to eternal life and eternal salvation. We continue now reading through the Word of God as we pick up in the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 22, beginning at verse 21. Then the children of Reuben, the children of Gad, and half the tribe of Manasseh answered and said to the heads of the divisions of Israel, The Lord the Lord God of gods, the Lord God of gods, he knows, and let Israel itself know, if it is in rebellion or if in treachery against the Lord, do not save us this day. If we have built ourselves an altar to turn from following the Lord or if, or if to offer on it burnt offerings or grain offerings or if to offer peace offerings on it, let the Lord himself require an account. But in fact, we have done it for fear, for a reason, saying, In time to come, your descendants may speak to our descendants, saying, What have you to do with the Lord God of Israel? For the Lord has made the Jordan a border between you and us, you children of, you children of Reuben and children of Gad. You have no part in the Lord. So your descendants would make our descendants cease fearing the Lord. Therefore we said, Let us now prepare to build ourselves an altar, not for burnt offering, nor for sacrifice, but that it may be a witness between you and us and our generations after us, that we may perform the service of the Lord before him with our burnt offerings, with our sacrifices, and with our peace offerings, that your descendants may not say to our descendants in time to come, You have no part in the Lord. Therefore we said, that it will be when they say this to us or to our generations in time to come that we may say, Here is the replica of the altar of the Lord which our fathers made, though not for burnt offerings nor for sacrifices, but it is a witness between you and us. Far be it from us that we should rebel against the Lord and turn from following the Lord this day to build an altar for burnt offerings, for grain offerings, or for sacrifices besides the altar of the Lord, our God, which is before his tabernacle. Now when Phinehas, the priest, and the rulers of the congregation, the heads of the divisions of Israel who were with him, heard the words that the children of Reuben, the children of Gad, and the children of Manasseh spoke, it pleased them. Then Phinehas, the son of Eleazar the priest, said to the children of Reuben, the children of Gad and the children of Manasseh, this day we perceive that the Lord is among us because you have not committed this treachery against the Lord. Now you have delivered the children of Israel out of the band, excuse me, now you have delivered the children of Israel out of the hand of the Lord. And Phinehas, the son of Eleazar the priest and the rulers returned from the children of Reuben and the children of Gad from the land of Gilead to the land of Canaan to the children of Israel and brought back word to them. So the, so the thing pleased the children of Israel and the children of Israel blessed God. They spoke no more of going against them in battle to destroy the land where the children of Reuben and Gad dwelt. The children of Reuben and the children of Gad called, called the altar witness for it is a witness between us 
that the Lord is God. Joshua chapter 23. Now it came to pass a long time after the Lord had given rest to Israel from all their enemies round about that Joshua was old, advanced in years. And Joshua called for all Israel, for their elders, for their heads, for their judges, and for their officers, and said to them, I am old, advanced in age. You have seen all that the Lord your God has done to all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he, for the Lord your God is he who has fought for you. Since I have divided to you by lot these nations that remain to be an inheritance for your tribes from the Jordan with all the nation, with all the nations that I have cut off as far as the great sea westward. And the Lord your God will expel them from before you and drive them out of your sight. So you shall possess their land as the Lord your God promised you. Therefore, be very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, lest you turn aside from it to the right hand or to the left. Unless you go among these nations, these who remain among you, you shall not make mental, excuse me, you, sh you shall not make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause anyone of them to swear by them. You shall not serve them, nor bow down to them. But you shall hold fast to the Lord your God, as you have done to this day. For the Lord has driven out from before you great and strong nations, but as for you, no one has been able to stand against you to this day. No man of you shall chase a thousand, excuse me, one man of you shall chase a thousand, for the Lord your God is he who fights for you as he promised you. Therefore take control, excuse me, therefore take careful heed to yourselves that you love the Lord your God. Or else, if indeed you do go back and cling to the remnant of the nations, these that remain among you, and make marriage with them, and go into them, and they to you, know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations from before you, but they shall be snares and traps to you, and scourges on your sides and thorns in your eyes, until you perish from this good land which the Lord your God has given you. Behold, this day I am going the way of all the earth, and you know in all your hearts and in all your souls that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning you. All have come to pass for you. Not one word of them has failed. Therefore, it shall come to pass that as all the good things have come upon you, which the Lord your God promised you, so the Lord will bring upon you all harmful things until he has destroyed you from this good land which the Lord your God has given you. When you have transgressed the covenant of the Lord your God, which he commanded you, and have gone and served other gods and bowed down to them, then the anger of the Lord will burn against you, and you shall 
perform, excuse me, and you shall perish quickly from the good land which he has given you. Joshua chapter 24. Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel, for their heads, for their judges, and for their officers. And they presented them, and they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham and the father of Nahor, dwelt on the other side of the river in old times, and they served other gods. Then I took your father Abraham from the other side of the river, led him throughout all the land of Canaan, and multiplied his descendants and gave him Isaac. To Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. To Esau I gave the mountains of Seir to possess. But Jacob and his children went down to Egypt. Also I sent Moses and Aaron, and I plagued Egypt according to what I did among them. Afterward I brought you out. Then I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and you came to the sea, and the Egyptians pursued their fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. Now they cried out to the Lord, and he put darkness between you and the Egyptians, and the Egyptians brought the sea upon them and covered them, and your eyes saw what I did in Egypt. Then you dwelt in the wilderness a long time. And I brought you into the land of the Amorites, who dwelt on the other side of the Jordan, and they fought with you. But I gave them into your hand, that you might possess their land, and I destroyed them from before you. Then Balak the son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose to make war against Israel, and sent and called Balaam the son of Beor to curse you. But I would not listen to, to Balaam, therefore he continued to bless you. So I delivered you out of his hand. Then you went over the Jordan and came to Jericho, and the men of Jericho fought against you. Also the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Gergesites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. But I delivered them into your hand. I sent the hornet before you, which drove them out from before you. Also the two kings, also the two kings of the Amorites, but not with your mind or with your bow. I have given you a land for which you did not labor and cities which you did not build. And you dwell in them, you eat of the vineyards and olive groves which you did not plant. Now therefore fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river. And in Egypt, serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So the people answered and said, Far be it from us that we should forsake 
the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God is he who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, which did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went and among, excuse me, and preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out from before us all the people, including the Amorites who dwelt in the land. We also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. But Joshua said to the people, You cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after he has done good, after he has done you good. And the people said to Joshua, No, but we will serve the Lord. So Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord for yourselves to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. Now therefore he said, Put away from, excuse me, put away the foreign gods which are among you and encycle and incline your heart to the Lord God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, The Lord our God we will serve, and his voice we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and made for them a statue, a statute and an ordinance in Shechem. Then Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God. And he took a large stone and set it up there under the rock, under the oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, behold, this stone shall be a witness to us for it has heard all the words of the Lord, which he spoke to us. It shall, remember, it shall therefore be a witness to you, lest you deny your God. So Joshua let the people depart, each to his own inheritance. Now it came to pass after these things that Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being 110 years old. And they buried him within the border of his inheritance at Timnath-Serah, which is in the mountains of Ephraim, on the north side of Mount Gaash. Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlined, who outlived Joshua, who had known all the work of the Lord, which he had done for Israel. The bones of Joseph, which the children of Israel had brought up out of Egypt, they buried at Shechem in the plot of ground which Jacob had bought from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for 100 pieces of silver and which had become an inheritance. Verses 1 through 31, Joshua chapter 4. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we continue reading through the Word of God. We'll be right back.
Mosaic with Tremble. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Continue reading now in the New Testament, the book of Acts, Acts chapter 5, beginning at verse 17. Then the high priest rose up, and all those who were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But at night an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that, they entered the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest and those with him came and called the council together and all the elders of the children of Israel and sent them to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came and did not find them in the prison, they returned and reported, saying, Indeed, we found the prison shut securely and the guards standing outside before the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. And when the high priest, the captain of the temple, and the chief priests heard these things, they wondered what the outcome would be. So one came and told them, saying, Look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain went with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should be stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, 
Did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and indeed to bring and and indeed, excuse me. And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Him God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to us who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious and plotted to kill them. They were curious and plotted to kill. Excuse me. When they heard this, they were furious and plotted to kill them. Then one of the council stood up, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law held in respect by all the people and commanded them to put the apostles outside for a little while. And he said to them, Men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what you intend to do regarding these men. For some time ago, Thutis rose up, claiming to be somebody. A number of men, about 400, joined him. He was slain, and all who obeyed him were scattered and came to nothing. After this man, Judas of Galilee rose up in the days of the census and drew away many people after him. He also perished, and all who obeyed him were dispersed. And now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. But if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest lest you even be found to fight against God. And they agreed with him. And when they had called for the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak of the name of Jesus and let them go. So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they had, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple, and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Acts chapter 6. Now in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists, because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, it is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And say, and this say, excuse me, and the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. And when they 
had prayed, they laid hands on them. Then the word of God spread, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Then there arose some from what is called the synagogue of the freedmen, Cyrenians, Alexandrians, and those from Cilicia and Asia, disputing with Stephen. And they were not able to and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. Then they secretly induced men to say, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him, seized him, and brought him to the council. They also set up false witnesses who said, This man does not cease to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs which Moses delivered to us. And all who sat in the council, looking steadfastly at him, saw his face as the face of an angel. Acts chapter 7 Then the high priest said, Are these things so? And he said, Brethren and fathers, listen. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he dwelt in Haran, and said to him, Get out of your country and from your relatives, and come to a land that I will show you. Then he came out of the land of the Chaldeans and dwelt in Haran, and from there, when his father was dead, he moved him, he moved him to this land in which you now dwell. And God gave him no inheritance in it, not even enough to set his foot on. But even when Abraham had no child, he promised to give it to him for a possession and to his descendants after him. But God spoke in this way that his descendants would dwell in a foreign land and that they would bring them into bondage and oppress them 400 years. And the nation to whom they will be in bondage I will judge. And God, excuse me, I will judge, said God. And after that, they shall come out and serve me in this place. Then he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham begot Isaac and circumcised him on the eighth day. And Isaac begot Jacob. And Jacob begot the twelve patriarchs. And the patriarchs, becoming envious, sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with him and delivered him out of all his troubles and gave him favor and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Now a famine and great trouble came over all the land of Egypt and Canaan, and our fathers found no sustenance. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent out our he sent out our fathers first. And the second time Joseph was made known to his brothers, and Joseph's family became known to the Pharaoh. Then Joseph sent and called his father Jacob 
and all his relatives to him, 75 people. So Jacob went down to Egypt, and he died, he and our fathers. And they were carried back to Shechem and laid in the tomb that Abraham bought for a sum of money from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem. But when the time of the promise drew near, which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt, till another king arose who did not know Joseph. This man dealt treacherously with our people and oppressed our forefathers, making them expose their babies so that they might not live. At this time, Moses was born and was well-pleasing to God, and he was brought up in his father's house for three months. But when he set out, Pharaoh, but when, excuse me, but when he was set out, Pharaoh's daughter took him away and brought him up as her own son. Verses 1 through 21, Acts chapter 7. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we normally do before we end the broadcast. If you are listening today and you've never made the eternally important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life, today is a great day, a wonderful day to make that step. If you'd like to make that step and receive Christ and be saved today, would you simply from your heart pray this prayer with me right now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into the world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all our sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things that I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Help me to read the word every day. Help me to seek you in prayer every day. Help me to live a life of obedience to you every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to connect with you. My email, once again, is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you begin to grow up and grow very strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please contact us again, that email, joseph at afr.net. Once again, if you'd like to get a copy of the article that we read earlier, um, you're welcome to email us at the same address. Again, email address, joseph at afr.net. That article was entitled Biblical Images of Manhood. Again, for that article, simply email us, joseph at afr.net. Thanks for joining us. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.